Welcome to the FU Autoimmune Podcast, where I interview experts and businesses that will help you fight against autoimmunity. I'm your host, Desiree Worlin. Today, I'm presenting my interview with autoimmune warrior, Caitlin, or Super Loopy Woman. She shares her story and some tips that will help you fight against autoimmunity. I hope you enjoy the interview. Well, thank you so much, Caitlin, or do you want to be called Super Loopy Woman? You guys can call me Caitlin. Feel free to call me Caitlin. I just go by Super Loopy Woman on the internet. It's kind of like my advocacy alter ego. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, your little alias. Yes. Well, I brought Caitlin onto the podcast because she's a lupus warrior who inspires others through her Instagram profile and through her YouTube channel. Um, so thank you for sharing your time, Caitlin. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah. And from my understanding, Caitlin, you've had been diagnosed at a very young age at 12 with lupus. Um, Is there any signs or symptoms that you can share with people that may help? Absolutely. So I am 30 now. I was diagnosed around the age of 12. So I have been diagnosed with lupus for about 18 years, which is crazy to say because it's not something you really think about. (laughs) So yeah, 18 years. Um, When I was diagnosed, I was in middle school, just starting out in middle school. um, And I was just really fatigued all the time, really tired, grumpy. um, And I had a lot of what I thought were growing pains. um, And these symptoms kind of tumbled into other symptoms. I ended up getting shingles and um, was having allergic reactions to everything. So it was kind of just like all of the different symptoms hit me like one week after the next. And so the doctors were trying to figure out what was going on. Um, Like I said, they thought that it was like just growing pains or, you know, I was going through, um, you know, body changes at that time. And so that's, uh, you know, a lot, your body's doing a lot of changes and different things during that period of time. Um, so I feel like at first my doctors kind of wrote it off as, um, you know, hormones mixed with the stress of being in middle school. Um, and then my mom and stepdad were going through a divorce at the time and we were moving. So there was a lot of stress happening at the same time. So I think that what made them really look deeper, um, I think that it possibly could have just been totally ignored for a few more years. Um, But I think what made them dig further is because I have lupus that runs in my family. So my great, or no, my grandmother um, had lupus. My uncle has lupus. uh, My mother has lupus. So it's just, kind of just one of those things where it's hereditary and, you know, it's a gamble, like my children may or may not have it. Yeah. So it's like, uh, 
the perfect storm with the right amount of stress, especially at that time in middle school and everything with your body. And then with a background in your, your family. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The, the perfect storm. Yes. (laughs) Everything happening at once. And it seems like you still have um, the chance to smile despite that you've been dealing with this for 18 years. So what has gotten you through? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I smile a lot. (laughs) Even whenever I'm having like a terrible day. Um, I don't know why I, I spent about 10 years in the hospitality industry where it was my job to smile and be happy and upbeat and perky. And even, even whenever I was having a, a bad pain day or very fatigued day. Um, but I found over the course of doing that, that me putting the front on of always being happy and smiley and upbeat and, you know, life is great. I, I kind of feel like that helped to encourage me. Um, it, it helped to change my general attitude about things. Um, so instead of like, now don't get me wrong, I definitely have my, my not so good days. But um, I find that me putting forth the smile and the happiness, it changes your attitude. Whereas, you know, other days I could be super, super grumpy and tired and not want to talk to anybody. Um, but it's just putting on that front kind of gives me like a, hey, everything's going to be okay. Like we're going to get through this. So I kind of, I, yeah, I kind of use that um, to push forward. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the mindset really helps shift and it's almost like a domino effect on your, on your body. Exactly. Yeah. I really think it's kind of like a, like a mind over matter kind of thing. Yes. The pain is there. The tiredness is there. All the other symptoms are there. Um, But when I am, smiling and putting forth my job first. Um, that was just something that really put mind over matter. You know, I was just focused on the project at hand. Um, and of course the pain was still there. Um, I just wouldn't kind of realize it in that moment. I wouldn't realize it really until I went to sit down later on that evening and that is the tough one sitting down. (laughs) It's like your mind realizes like, Oh, we're in pain. (laughs) (laughs) That's when your mind catches up with your body. Exactly. I'm tired. (laughs) I'm like, Oh God. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So this is a good transition to talk about, um, some tools that you've learned other than this positive now mindset, whether tools, medications, supplements, anything you could think of that has your go-to. Sure. So, um, I know it probably sounds cheesy, but that mind over matter thing, it really helps. Um, and, A lot of the things that I find help me are reducing my stress as much as possible Um, because with lupus, stress is a big trigger. It's a known trigger. Um, It it can just flare off all of your symptoms and wreak havoc on your body. 
Um, and it doesn't help as well that I suffer with depression, anxiety, and post-traumatic stress disorder. So it's a constant battle to try to keep the mental health under control. Um, so then keeping my physical health under control, it's a constant balance. You know, you have to keep everything level or else, you know, it's, it's going to be a bad day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you. It, it's so it, they almost, um, kind of gel into one another. you can't have one without the other. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so my, my main things are keeping the stress levels down. Um, you know, I'll have a glass of wine and take a hot bath with some Epsom salts. I will watch a movie. I'm a big movie buff, so I'm always watching movies. Um, and I was up until recently working a full-time job. Um, I had been working full-time for, since I graduated high school, I had been working full-time nonstop. And my goal with that was I wanted to work as long as I possibly could because I knew one day I wouldn't be able to anymore. Um, so I pushed myself. I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this for as long as I possibly can before I can do it anymore. Um, so I was working full-time up until this past March I realized that um, I loved my job. I loved what I did and I was really good at it. Um, but I realized that it was putting far too much stress on my mind and my body. And it was having negative side effects. Um, I was ending up like in the hospital with panic and anxiety attacks or um, ending up in terribly bad lupus flares. So it's kind of a learning process. I learned that that was a trigger, even though I loved it, even though it was good money. <laughs> um, you know, I, you have to realize at a certain point that your health is more important than those things. So I resigned from my job in March. Um, it's the like middle of December now. And I have really just been taking the time to focus on my mental and physical health. Um, it's kind of like a, what do they call it? Like a, like a sabbatical kind of. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing that and I've been um, going back and forth between like maybe possibly getting a part-time job. Um, I am in the process of trying to get social security disability, but um, you know, if anybody, any of you have ever gone through that, you know, it's um, a really rigorous process. It's, it's a rough one. Yeah, it's not like one day you fill out the application and boom, it's it's done. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's nothing like that. This is the government, folks. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like um making that decision was really tough for you and you didn't really want to leave it, but it seems like that equilibrium that you were talking about was not balanced and it was really impacting your health to a point. Yeah, where... it definitely was um, to the point where it wasn't just noticeable by me, but other people. Um, and I just, I had to take action. Um, it may sound a little dramatic to say, but I honestly feel that I saved my life by quitting my job. Yeah. Well, you, you said that you had episodes of going to the doctor I mean to the hospital so yeah uh, yeah scary sound, stuff yeah <laughs> yeah traumatic for 
Sure. Very. So with that being said, how do you set your boundaries? Because it sounds like since March to now, you've really set some boundaries for yourself and figuring out, you said your, your, your health for yourself, your mental and mm-hmm. physical health. So what have you learned about creating boundaries? Yeah. So the last, what is it like nine months mm-hmm. or so I have set so many boundaries. I totally just learned the hard way that what I was doing to myself um, was quite possibly going to kill me. So I quit my job. I, um, I cut out some toxic relationships, which was surprising for me because I'm friendly with everyone. Um, but at some point, you know, whenever the feelings aren't reciprocated. Um, so I cut out toxic relationships. Um, I stopped talking with friends who were fair weather friends that weren't actually there for me when I needed them. Um, And I just took the time to really learn more about myself um, and to recognize who in this world, what in this world is actually good for me and beneficial to me. Um, And and also trying new things like art therapy. Um, I have my YouTube channel that I've been working on and things like that. It just gives me extra time to focus on myself, which I cannot stress this enough. Your mental health has such a huge role on your physical health. So that's been my focus, (laughs) setting, setting those boundaries and sticking to those boundaries. And I know you said that a hospitality, um, well, yeah, it, it, it does sound like you really taken some time these last nine months to really figure that out. What, what was the process like? Was it journaling or you meditating or how did you discover this about yourself? Yeah. So I work with a psychologist and a psychiatrist um, and also my primary care physician. I'm always been super very open and honest with them. I want them to know what's going on. There's no use in lying to your doctor, guys. Just don't do it. It's just not beneficial. Um, So I told them about my feelings and they provided some tips on what I could do to help just get things out of my mind um, and feel them the way that they should be felt, not just the anxiety of them if that makes sense. Um, So I did a lot of journaling. I started doing a lot of journaling. I try to do it every night. Um, I think a really good outlet for me was my YouTube channel and my Instagram um, because I had started off on just posting things like that on my personal pages. But then I realized like most of the people that are in my life and are friends with me on social media they have no idea about autoimmune diseases or chronic illnesses. So it kind of wasn't the best outlet for me. So then I'm like, oh, you know what? There's a lot of us that are sick. Let me create my own platform, talking to them and with them and helping to inspire and teach. And me learning from them um, has been really beneficial um, because I can really just 
say how I'm feeling truly open and honestly. And I know that they get it. They're not judging me. They understand um, exactly what I'm talking about. So yeah, the journaling and the social media, been trying art therapy, um, yoga, anything I could think of. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like you really explored on what really... I wanted to get my life back. I wanted to feel like a human being again. So I was willing to try anything and everything to make me feel like a person. Not just lupus, not just that diagnosis. Right, exactly. Yeah. I wanted to kind of like relearn who I am when there's no expectation from somebody else. And would you mind sharing who you are? Well, I am Caitlin, a.k.a. Super Loopy Woman, and I am an advocate for chronic illnesses and for helping other people to learn about themselves and to open up kind of like how I learned um, I'm a friend. I am a wife. I am just by everybody's side. No matter if I've just met you or not, I am by everybody's side. And I always look for the best in people and I help them to look for the best in people. Um, and myself, I'm still learning, you know, a little every day, but I just know that I care about people and I care about people's happiness and that makes me happy. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> and I could tell you say that with such love. Yeah. I do. It means a lot to me. Um, I get a lot of feedback from my YouTube channel and Instagram um, just saying how I've helped people um, in so many different ways that they are so happy to watch my open and honest journey because they don't know who they can share that stuff with. They feel really alone. So my primary goal as Super Loopy Woman is to um, be an advocate, but more importantly, I want to let people know that they are not alone, whether it be in the fight of lupus, fibromyalgia, migraines, endometriosis, depression, anxiety, anything, anything. Because, girl, I got a lot of diseases. (laughs) (laughs) So I I collect them like baseball cards. Yes, yes. Um, So it's really important to me to let people know out there that they're not alone and that there is somebody else out there who is, you know, in their age group that is having the same experiences, going through the same thing. And I also try to make it fun and funny because we can all use a little laugh. Absolutely. And that helps with stress also, like we were talking about. Yeah, exactly. So that was one of my questions on what you 
are hoping to get from your YouTube channel, but were you expecting the response you got from others and this, I guess, freedom you got? <laughs> so I was not. I, um, I started my YouTube channel, gosh, 10 years ago or so long time, long time ago. Um, you can go back and look at my first couple of videos and the quality is just absolutely horrendous. <laughs> but I started it out just kind of for me. Um, and I, I started off, I made a couple of videos and then kind of just like forgot about it for like eight years, just like didn't touch it for anything. And then uh, a couple of years ago, I was like, you know what, I really want to do this. Like, I really want to help people. I, I don't want them to feel like they're in this alone. So I kind of think I want to pick this back up. So I logged into the YouTube account that I had, which was super old and hadn't been touched, but the videos had been on public so that everybody could watch them if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, and I saw that they had like thousands of views. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you people are listening to me. <laughs> so I was kind of shocked. But then I was like, you know what? Let's pick this up again. So I kind of like reformatted um, everything with the YouTube channel. I made a Facebook account, an Instagram account, um, and just kind of took it step by step, like just posting daily about what I was going through that day, whether it be treating a migraine or, um, you know, forgetting to take my medicine last night. So now I'm in a lot of pain. Um, I try to be really relatable, but I was really surprised that after all those years, people were still watching those videos. Um, I'm making more slowly. I am editing my own videos and I truly just hate editing. <laughs> so <laughs> They're filmed, they're there, but they're just not <laughs> edited yet. Um, but what means the most to me is seeing the comments. Um, I get comments on the, uh, the videos. I get comments on my Instagram photos, private messages, emails. I get a lot of a positive response. Um, people thanking me so much for putting myself out there and my vulnerability, um, you know, for other people. Um, and just, I, I get so much positive feedback. It really keeps me going. Um, of course, sometimes you're going to think like, am I just at this point annoying, <laughs> but, but, um, so much positive feedback from my followers and that is what keeps me going. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like that you being honest really connects with other people and what they're going through. Yeah, I don't, I don't hide anything. Y'all know everything about me. <laughs> yeah. And I know you recently have had surgery. And would you say that has been your biggest challenge throughout your journey? It's, it's definitely been a big challenge in my journey. Um, so I recently had hip surgery. Um, they had a couple of things done. They, um, just to give you like a quick synopsis, I had um, a torn labrum. They had to stitch up um, the ball joint for my, um, my hip was misshapen. 
So they had to shave some bone. So every single time I would move my hip or walk, it would create like a grinding effect um, and could have caused severe damage. Um, obviously I was born with that. So it's been 30 years of walking around with, <laughs> with this yeah. bone thing. We don't really know when my labrum torn, but um, yeah, they fixed that. They did a couple of other things. Now I have some titanium anchors in my hip. Um, but I have to say I'm about four, four and a half weeks out from the surgery feeling a lot better. I feel like I'm doing really well, progressing very well. Um, but the pain, I was looking so much forward to having this surgery. <laughs> like who says that? But I wanted this surgery so bad. Nobody believed me for the longest time. Like my doctors didn't really believe the amount of pain that I was having in my hips until there was one day I was just calling every hospital to see if they would be willing to give me a steroid injection into my hip to help with the pain. Um, because my doctor who would do that for me was scheduling far, far, far out. Um, and like the steroids really, really helped, but in the long run, steroids are terrible for your body and have their own negative effects. Um, but the, the pain over the years from my hip was excruciating and was definitely the cause of most of my pain over the last few years. That's very, well, I'm glad that you finally got your surgery and you're, it sounds like you're recovering well. Yeah, I was so excited. I was in the OR getting ready to be put under and I'm like, guys, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then recovery is going great. Um, I mean, I have a few days here and there where I feel so good. I'm like, I can do my regular things again, like no problem. Like. I tried to drive a couple of weeks ago, clean the house, do some things around the house, run some errands. And then very quickly, I was, my hip told me, girl, no, <laughs> too much, too fast. <laughs> you just had hip surgery, take it down a notch or two. <laughs> so, but I think that that's a good sign that I, I feel so good and confident some days that I can take on the world. Um, but then I will let myself know whenever I've gone too far. <laughs> yeah, you, you let your body tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it will scream most of the time. Yes, yes, it will. And then I'll be on the couch for like four days straight. <laughs> Is it, I, I, um, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> um, so I know I, this is a question I didn't get to ask. I think I started to lead into it, but there was so many questions. You, I mean, when I talk, I want to ask so many questions at once. So this question goes back to your mental journey and how, what does that really look like? You're, you're, you said keeping positive, but is there something you do in the morning or is there something you do at night to help you? keep that positive energy or that mindset you talk about? Yeah. So um, I do a lot of like journaling at night. Um, I use a couple of different um, like mental health apps um, that are kind of like guided journaling. So it'll ask you something about your day or something and you write it out. And it really just helps. So 
that those thoughts are in your head, even if they're not even negative thoughts. It's just kind of like dropping off some luggage <laughs> before you go to bed, just clearing your mind. Um, so I do a lot of journaling and guided journaling. Um, I love sitting outside. Um, that's super um, nice for me. I, um, at nighttime, I live out in the country. Uh, if I go outside at night, I can see every star in the sky. It's beautiful. Like so I, yeah, I love to go out um, in my backyard and just stare at the stars and just kind of be present in the moment. Like a mini meditation. Yeah. Um, so that's what I like to do. I do most of those things at night. Um, in the morning, um, a lot of people with lupus will tell you we have a hard time in the morning. Um, also, I'm just a night owl was always that way. <laughs> but um, uh, for most people who suffer from lupus, we have really bad um, mornings. Um, they're painful. It takes us a while to get out of bed, um, get going. You kind of have to like warm up your body kind of like warm up your joints and your muscles to get going because everything's super stiff and snap crackle and poppy <laughs> and you know we're just like so tired in the morning so i i hate mornings <laughs> for that reason <laughs> like don't ask me to do anything in the morning <laughs> yes yes i've always been a night owl <laughs> Thank you for sharing. And and do you know what apps they are, or you can just let me know, and I can put it in there. Yes, I do. I will tell you. I will tell you right now. Um, there's a new one that I'm partnering with right now. Um, they're called Nuna N U N A. Um, that's a really good one. Um. Gosh, I have so many apps on my phone. I can't even find them right now. But um, there are really a lot of good ones. Um, a tip for everybody out there is if you have commercial health insurance, um, if you like log on to the website and kind of look into like the extras that are offered with your plan, most of the time they will provide you with um, uh, free access to one of these mental health apps. Like I said, I'm sorry, I can't remember them off by name. Um, I have so many apps on my phone, but um, I found out um, I had Cigna insurance and they paid for their customers to have access to like two different mental health apps that normally you would pay a monthly fee for. Um, so I, I definitely recommend looking into that if you guys have um, health insurance, looking into those extra benefits that they provide because they're really great if you know about them, if you know how to look for them. Thanks, Caitlin. Those two tips are very helpful. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And I want to transition back to um, your other goals as your YouTube channel. And it sounds like you're partnering with this one app. So what are your future goals in five, 10 years with? Yeah. So um, over the last few months, I've had a lot of different companies reach out to me. Um, I am partnering with a lot of different 
businesses and apps. Um, just starting out, of course, you know, nothing like super like, oh my God, but it, it means a lot to me because um, in all of these instances, they've reached out to me, um, like with the Nuna app, you know, they saw me posting and making videos about mental health. And they said, you know, hey, check out our new app if you're interested. You know, we would love for you to partner with us. Um, and I love stuff like that because I'm really big on mental health. Like I've learned my lesson. You can't just like bottle that stuff up. You've got to let it out. Um, and I am, I can't say too much about it, but I have a big surprise coming next month for something that I'm working with. Um, and just a lot of different opportunities. Like I was excited that you reached out to me for your podcast. Um, just these little things, they mean so much to me. And I think um, my goals for like the next five, 10 years would be to work with as many um, businesses that will work with me to, you know, just get out there that, you know, you don't have to bottle up that you're suffering from lupus. You don't have to bottle up that you have depression or fibromyalgia or Crohn's disease or, or what have you. You know, I'm trying to be part of the movement, movement that's changing things in the world where there is no taboo topic. Like we can just openly talk about it because that's how you realize that other people are going through things too. Yeah. So um, yeah, I want to work with as many brands and businesses as I possibly can. Um, so they can hopefully um, get some inspiration, maybe get the help that they need. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And other than the tip that you did share, is it anything that you want to share with your followers or people listening to the podcast? Um, just know that I am so grateful for all of you. Um, I didn't think I was going to get very far with this at all. And everybody who's been supporting me, um, it really truly means a lot. I read everybody's comments, everybody's messages. Um, and I'm, I'm so happy um, that I could be of help to somebody because whenever I was first diagnosed uh, around the age of 12, there wasn't this kind of platform. Um, you know, we had... Um, we had MySpace, which was fun. <laughs> and I think, I think um, YouTube had just maybe started. <laughs> so there wasn't a whole lot of talk about this kind of stuff, especially in my age group whenever I was 12 years old, um, you know? And um, there was this one YouTuber who I think was out at the time and she has been my huge inspiration. Um, she inspired me to do all of this because whenever I was, uh, you know, in middle school going through everything, she was the only person um, at the time that was talking about lupus and autoimmune diseases. Um, that is Samantha Wayne. Um, her channel is, um, it used to be called Live Hope Lupus, I think. Um, but I think she just now goes by her name, Samantha Wayne, and she's like the real OG, like, cr like chronic pain YouTuber that inspired the rest of us, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. 
thank you for your time. And I do have a few more questions that Absolutely. I ask is what gives you the motivation to keep going during hard times? Mm. I would say that what truly keeps me going during the hard times is thinking about um, the future. And I really, really, really want to be a mother and then one day a grandmother and so on and so forth. Um, And I just keep thinking to myself, like, I have to keep going so that I can tell my children and my grandchildren these stories so that they they know and they can help other people and I can be an inspiration to them. So kind of just like me thinking about my future goals and how, you know, how much I'm looking forward to that and that it would make me so happy. Eventually bringing your legacy of helping others to your children and grandchildren. Yeah, I want to teach them to volunteer like I do and be advocates like I do and stick up for what they believe in. And I like those, those thoughts just keep me positive. They keep me going because it's not like, um, like you can't ever do too much of that. Absolutely. Making the world better, Caitlin. Yes, I'm trying. (laughs) But everybody can try. And if everybody would try, you know, the world may be a better place. That is true. Before we part, how can people find you or get inspired by Super Loopy Woman? Absolutely. So um, you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook under the name super loopy woman. Um, loopy is L O O P I E. Um, um, and you can find me there. Those are my public, um, outreach pages. Um, and you can find me, you can find me there and reach out to me. If you have any questions, I'm always an open book. I am happy to help anyone and everyone. And I, like I said, I can't thank, um, can't thank you guys all enough for supporting me and getting me to where I am now. Absolutely. We're, we're all here in your community yeah. and thank you for your time. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for giving me your time. I know time is the most precious gift and I know you don't always feel good. So yeah, appreciate it. and to be open and honest with everybody, uh, I feel so bad, but I was supposed to do this podcast a couple of days ago, and I felt so bad, but I had to keep rescheduling um, because I just wasn't feeling good. And it's like, it's good to say that and it's good to talk about it. So you understand that like, things like that are going to happen with autoimmune patients it's just going to happen. We don't really have much control over if we're going to have a good day or a bad day. So, you know, my, my advice to that would be, um, you know, make sure you listen to your body. So I felt terrible about doing it, but you've been so kind about it. And, um, uh, I'm, I'm happy to be here at this point (laughs) and having a good day. I'm glad it's a good day for you. And 
I definitely understand. You, there's sometimes no rhyme or reason why you have a good day or you're great one moment and all of a sudden it starts crashing. Yeah, it's like, oh no. <laughs> Thank you so much, Caitlin. You take care. And you too. Thank you so much. You. And she has a surprise do. Of the month, guys. Please do. I do. Yes. I can't tell you guys yet, but it's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to my interview with Caitlin. My hope is that you don't feel alone. To follow Caitlin, search for Super Loopy Woman on YouTube or Instagram. The link to the Nuna app Caitlin spoke about is in the show notes. If you enjoyed the podcast, please follow and leave a rating or review. Thank you, and until next time.